is the Cliffo and Bronte podcast. Pretty good podcast coming up today, considering, and I didn't get a chance to talk about this, the awful start I had to the morning. I was literally about to bring this up too. Oh, what were you going to bring up? Because the thing I'm going to tell you, you don't even know about. Oh, well. What I was awful uh, happened to me? Uh, no, what awful happened to me, the fact I had to forgive you early on in the show because you didn't tell me about the choc hazelnut banana bread that was on offer in the kitchen yesterday. I don't even care about that. <laughs> that is a distant memory after what happened to me before I even got into work this morning. Did I cause it? No. Oh, you great. Were, you were nothing to do with it. Okay, great. You bring me a lot of displeasure yeah. in other ways, but this was... <laughs> Then it was me and it was a cockroach <gasps> in my shoe what? that I didn't know about until, like, lucky I wear pretty thick socks, but I legit made a kid, you know, I put my shoe on no. this morning. I put my foot into my shoe and down around the toes, I felt like a wiggling around kind of thing. And I freaked out because I thought it could have been a spider because <gasps> I grew up in the country. Of course. You know, yeah. 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 Spiders in your gumboots. Totally. Thing. You always shake your gumboots out before you put them up. You're used to it. Um, and I freaked right out and it was, I was going to say just a cockroach, but, yeah, at the time I was not thinking, oh, it's just a cockroach. Like I was thinking, I'm going to die. Oh, God. Was it one of the big ones or one of the little baby we ones? We got the big ones at the moment. Oh, no. The little ones are called Germans. Ger- yeah, German yeah, that's what I've got. And we so got annoying. the big suckers at the moment. <laughs> Look at their mums and dads. Should have done a bloody sick fix at six for that, mate. That's disgusting. Maybe tomorrow, my okay. friends. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. Clean out your shoes. Anyway. Hey, hang about on the pod today. Uh, lots of stuff happening. We introduce a new concept, Cliff Arm Bronte's winniest winners. We do. Biggest uh, winner in Queensland is what we're on the lookout for. It wasn't Bronte. She was humbled at the gym. Oh, wasn't I? Again. Goodness. First day at this new gym and a very embarrassing moment. Uh, plus, also on the pod today, I feel like the Broncos may be a little intimidated by the Dolphins. They're the trying a bit hard. Brisbane team, they're trying a bit hard, mate. Trying to, trying to keep the spark alive. Trying to keep the dream alive, baby. Oh, no. Uh, it's coming up on the Cliffo and Bronte podcast. Facebook fails. My sister actually asked uh, what happened to Facebook fails when she was here over the weekend. Uh, this is where I present... Three very embarrassing statuses. I can see why she likes it. Uh, mm. That I posted on Facebook back in the day. Side note: Your family is very good for our digital numbers. <laughs> yeah. Every like everyone's listening. Like I know your mum and dad are always putting <laughs> yeah. out things we're doing on the show. They bought cheesels because of you the other yeah, day. Yeah, your dad bought cheesels because mm-hmm. I've been banging on about cheesels. Yeah. By the way, JP, you're welcome. They're <laughs> awesome. So thank you to the three listeners for from uh, <laughs> the Langbrook family. So I'll give you three statuses. You tell me which one is the fake status. And these were all posted on my Facebook, but one wasn't posted by me. Okay? Okay. Starting with number one. I'm super lazy today, which is like normal lazy, but I'm also wearing a cape. Oh, that's so random and kind of annoying. I know. What was with the early noughties where we would post, you know, sentences like that, words like that that were kind of like... I yeah. don't know. Look, look how reverent I am. Yeah, just hold on to that. Number two. Crazy times when there are still girls hanging around the convention centre asking if we're able to give them any leftover rubbish from the change room of the One Direction boys. Oh. That's very feasible. And number three. Mm. The new Rivers catalogue is out, and I'm thinking of getting a pair of tan leather-lined suede loafers and a collared corduroy shirt. <laughs> Rivers. <laughs> Never change. 
They really haven't. I could probably still get both those things right now. Oh, okay, so I have to pick the fake one. The, the fake annoying one. one. So super lazy, wearing a cape, working at the convention centre and giving out rubbish from One Direction's change room. And yep. three is the Rivers catalogue shopping list. What is the fake one? I feel like the fake... I don't... Like, you've never mentioned to me that you worked at the convention centre. You don't see me as a convention centre worker. Gold Coast okay. Convention Centre? That's where you grew up? I can either confirm or deny. Okay, right. Don't ask questions about no. the post. You've never mentioned you worked at the convention centre, and you've never mentioned to me about working at the convention centre mm-hmm. during a 1D concert. And I feel like, of all the useless stuff you've told me <laughs> over the months... That's There's something that would come up, that you were at the 1D concert. So I'm going to say number two is fake. Number three is fake. Number two and number one is real. I did. I worked at the convention centre during One Direction's first tour. I, like, was helping them in their ch- their dressing mm. room, bringing them drinks and things. God, of all the stuff I know about you. I know. And now you know like, more. We're literally doing, I mentioned it at the start of this segment, we're literally doing a Harry Styles concert giveaway. Yeah. And it hasn't come up. You worked a one-day concert. I'll talk more about myself if you want me to. No, no one asked for that. <laughs> we didn't ask for that. So you're often the utmost professional. You are good at your job. You, you know, conduct the side of the desk that you look after very well. <laughs> Clearly, I where, did, don't. where did this praise come from? <laughs> this is completely left of centre. Well, I mean, that's what I always thought about you until you went a bit rogue in an interview yesterday. Went off script. Went off script because there was just something that you needed to get off your chest, which not a lot of people had the mm. chance to do. You got to confess your childhood crush, celebrity crush, mm. to the celebrity. This is, uh, if you missed it, you can get it all on the, the Listener app on the mm-hmm. podcast. This is Lisa McCune we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And I was a teenager in the 90s. Yeah. Like the biggest TV show in Australia at the time was Blue Healers. I watched it at 8.30 every Monday night on Channel 7. She played Senior Constable Maggie Doyle. Yeah. She was absolutely gorgeous. Still is. Still is. New show started last night after Maths on Channel 9. Yeah, Big Miracles. Um, That's why we had her on. Um, But yeah, I, I owned up to it. You owned up to it. It's my first Aussie. And it went pretty crush. well. Don't know if I'm going to get a chance again to, to, yeah, go to admit it. this to you, so I have to do it. The year was 1997. I was 13 years old. Yeah. And Lisa McCune, I had a mad first crush on a, oh, a no young... No one even has a crush on me. A young <laughs> constable. So I, I was a smitten kitten. and I, just, I am so I, thrilled to hear that. I had to get it out there. <laughs> so you say that went well, but... All I can hear is like a creep. I breathe heavy at one point. <laughs> did like you, it's all slimy to me. Did you ever think, casting your mind back to 1998 or whenever it was, yeah. that oh god no, 20 years in the future, the no. you would get the chance to tell the woman you're watching on the TV that you have a crush on her? I even had a poster that was out of I think it was TV Hits magazine. I loved TV on, Hits on the wall. I didn't I didn't go as far as to tell that to Lisa yesterday. No, that's probably. But I, I had a poster of Lisa McCune, and it was so funny because it wasn't like a nice poster of her or anything. She was in like full uniform, like yeah. the senior constable Maggie Doyle, and right? like posing, like like newsreaders do, or yeah, police yeah. people do. Yeah, sternly. Mm. I was right there on the wall. I love that thing. Well, I I agree. I think that like. Your first celebrity crush has such a, like, 
big impact on you, especially when it's an Australian and you see them probably more. We saw them more on our TVs growing up than we did. We didn't have as much access to like the overseas celebrities. And I know there's been a lot of love for um, Big Strong John, the purple wiggle. The new wiggle, yeah. The new wiggle. But my first Aussie celeb crush was one of the OG wiggles. Greg. Everybody clap. He's the original lead singer. He's the front man. He's the one that's had problems with his ticker. Yes. And trust me, I'm still concerned about him as a, this is now going on a 30-year crush. Because um, he, he was—that's right—he was saved after a Wiggles gig, wasn't he? They were at a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he had to be saved with the um, yeah clear. I was very worried about him. Why do you think I wanted to learn CPR as part of Thirty Before Thirty in yeah. case the Wiggles—he needs me one day. God, isn't that a dream? <laughs> so it got us thinking on thirteen ten sixty. Who was your first Aussie celeb crush? Let's keep it at home. Yeah. Let's keep it close to home. Yeah. 131060, who was your first Aussie mm-hmm. celeb crush? Yeah. Bridget first. Hey, Bridge. Who was your first Aussie crush? Ryan Brown was my first crush. Ryan. <laughs> Aussie acting royalty, Brian Brown. I think he still is. And so where did you first see him when you uh, decided well, to fall in love? You won't believe it. I was I used to live in Canada and I saw my first movie with Brian Brown and it was actually translated in French. Oh. <laughs> and I just fell in love with Australia as well. So he's the reason why I fall in love with Australia and came here. That's no pretty sexy way. too though, like Aussie man speaking in French accent. Yeah. Right? It would be very... Tick. Oh, tick. I'd move for that. Good one, Bridget. Thirteen, ten, sixty. James is next. Who was your first Aussie crush? Winnie from the Wonder Years. <sighs> the Wonder Years? I've heard of the Wonder Years. That's not Australian, That's is an, it? It's an American show, isn't it? Is it American? It's American. <laughs> did, they, <laughs> did they do Australian <laughs> accents? <laughs> it's still a good show. Still a good show. I, mate, I'm going to be honest. I've just Googled Winnie from the Wonder Years. And how old do you reckon you would have been, James? Oh, probably 12, 13, maybe. She's got a very, very cute face for oh, a 12, 13-year-old boy. Yeah. Like, I can yeah. I can understand oh, Winnie I being see. a crush. Did you have any Aussie celeb crushes, James? No. Uh, it's all about Winnie, mate. <laughs> it's all about for his heart desires. I like it. The whole basis of the phone was, what's your Aussie <laughs> celeb crush? We wanted to really... Narrow it down. James was blinded by love. James is just like, mate, love is love. Exactly. Love is love. Uh, Shane is here right now. The bloke's really calling up for this one. Good. They can get it off their chest finally. F- finally, Shane. Um, How old were you firstly when you you had your first crush? Oh, the long time ago. I can't remember. 14, 15. Okay, 14, right. 15. Yeah, when the hormones are starting yeah. to rage. Is yours an Aussie? Yes, it is. Who is it? Toddy Dogsmith. Totty Goldsmith. I know the name. What was she from at the time? She was in uh, Fire. Fire. It was a TV um, show, was it? Yeah. I've just had a Google of her. She is beautiful. Oh, no. <laughs> So don't it, have to tell Shane twice. I mean, I don't know what your position <laughs> is now, Shane, but if um, you know, you spotted Toddy Goldsmith maybe across the bar or something, what do you reckon? Still worth a shouting her a drink or something like that, Shane? Worth a crack, yeah. Oh, there you go. Toddy for Toddy. <laughs> <laughs>
Steve Bronte. We need to ask you some questions. Okay, it's worth 100 bucks. So we're into the triple digits. Oh, yeah. And today, trying to steal it from Bronte's grasp is Rob, who rides a Harley, but it says here, Rob... Not the one with handlebars above your head. You don't like those. Uh, she was asking me if I had the handlebars above me. Yeah, eight hangers, I don't get in there. No. Nah. I imagine it would be uncomfortable, wouldn't it, yeah, if you're yeah. going for a long time? Uh, well, you hang your, your hands hang off them, so you, you sort of rest it on them. So they're not too bad, but they're not my style. Not your style, Rob. No, nah, yeah. winning money. Yeah, from you it. wish. Is Rob's style. All right. Um, oh, no. Into the soundproof booth goes Bronte Langbrook. So you're going to have the 30-second timer first, Rob. Bronte won't be able to hear this. And it's five questions, mate. You good to go? Yep. Time starts now. Rob, what is the name of Harry Potter's giant friend that first told him he was a wizard? Uh, What did the Salem trials accuse people of? The Salem trials. Uh... What is the body of water between Australia and New Zealand called? Uh, Pacific. Agoraphobia is a fear of what? Uh, Spiders. True or false, Mongolia borders Russia? Uh, True. True. Okay. Uh, We got through the five then. We'll get Bronte out of the soundproof booth. Going to give her the five questions as well. Then we'll come back and get your score. Okay, Rob? No worries. Cheers, bud. You hold there for a sec, mate. Me alone. Bronte? Hi. Feeling good? Yeah, feel good. Feel you ready good. to go? Yep. Ready to go. 30 seconds. Okay. Here we go. What's the name of Harry Potter's giant friend that first told him he's a wizard? Hagrid. What did the Salem trials accuse people of? Being witches. What is the body of water between Australia and New Zealand called? Tasman Strait. Agoraphobia is a fear of what? Going outside. True or false, Mongolia borders Russia. True. I just assume everything I would never get that one, guys. Russia. The only thing I know about Mongolia is they make a sick lamb. <laughs> I just assume Russia's so big that some we all would share a border with it. Even us somehow. Oh, fan geography people are <laughs> dying at that stupid comment. I'm just joking. Rob, let's get to the scores. Producer Alicia, how did we go? Oh, so, she bite me. <laughs> I think she has. So Hagrid was Harry Potter's friend. Bronte got that one correct. Rob passed. Salem witch trials accused people of witchcraft. Bronte got that one correct. Rob passed. The body of water between Australia and New Zealand is the Tasman Sea. So Bronte got half a point there. Rob did say the Pacific Ocean, which is also correct, but it's not that particular body of water, so he maybe gets half a point there. Um, agoraphobia is a fear of crowded places. So I gave Bronte half for that because she nice. just said going outside. Um, and Mongolia does border Russia. Both of you got that one correct. Woo! Of course, of course Bronte got the witch one correct, oh. Rob. Actually, one of my relatives was part of the yeah. Salem Witch Trials. Did you know? Makes complete sense. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rob, um, enjoy the, the bike in, mate. Enjoy the Harley. Call us anytime. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks for that, guys. Bye, Rob. It's been a while since I was uh, embarrassed at the gym, which tends to be a place that I am the most embarrassed. Not mm. that, Like, you should feel comfortable working out and things, but my embarrassing moments tend to happen 
Yeah. In front of people. It, it has been a while out. since one. <laughs> since one. They definitely have existed and yeah. had airtime on this platform before. And yesterday was my first day back at this new gym that I've joined because I, during got, 30 before got 30. Got kicked out of the last one. <laughs> yeah, they were, <laughs> finally probation's over. Um, <laughs> with 30 before 30, I was like, I'm not going to, with all the stuff that was going on after the show, I was like, I'm not going to add to the guilt of not going to the gym. So I'm going to wait before signing yeah. up again after doing a trial. And so I signed up, went to my first class yesterday it's an all-girls gym and uh, it was a strength class, so lower body strength. So we were doing like, um, what were we doing, squats and deadlifts and some Bulgarian things. Um, and one of the last... Ex- like chocolates? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> That's Belgian. Belgian. Close. That was afterwards. Close. One of the last exercises I had to do was squats and I got up to the bar and it was too low. It was like it would be dangerous for me to like put my neck, Mm. you know, put the bar on my neck and like Mm. it just was too low. And so I originally like there was no weight on the bar so I kind of like pulled it off, moved Mm. the clamps up to where they needed to be so I could put the bar on so it was a bit easier for me to get under. I did my first round and the bar. Did you have weights on the bar as well? It was just the bar. It was just the bar the first time I moved it. Yeah. So I did my first round and then I realised as I went to put the bar back on the rack, it was still too low. And I was like, we were increasing our weight as the exercise was going on. I was like, this is going to get dangerous again. It's still too low. But the bar had weights on it. And so I kind of like cleaned it off the bar and put it on the floor. Yeah. And then for some reason was like, okay, well, now's a good time to add more weight to the bar before I move the clamps up one more thing so that the bar will sit higher. Okay. Which is stupid. Right. And so (laughs) moved the clamps up, put the weights on the bar, and then tried to like hoist, like clean and jerk basically this very heavy weighted bar onto my shoulders and was just like could have really hurt myself. Very lucky that I didn't. And like the bar just like fell to the ground, hit the Oof. yeah. It was very loud. It was I and it was in the middle of class. This, and this is a class. This is a class. There's like thirty other women around. Like me. it's bad enough when you're in a gym, <laughs> just doing your own thing. Yeah. You like make loud clanking noises with weights and bars. Exactly. And, stuff, and in class, yeah. everyone's doing their own thing. They don't notice, but everyone is also waiting to use this squat rack. And so this lovely girl had to come up and be like, "Do you want me to to hoist it up?" And oh, the strong girl. Yeah. <laughs> She was much stronger than me and uh, luckily got the bar back up there. But then I felt like I needed to add more and more weight just to prove like... I'm fine. I'm fine, guys. I'm pretty strong. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Like when it comes to squats at the gym, Mm. more embarrassing things have have happened. Doing a squat. Personal, do you have a story you'd like well, to Well, let's, like, you squat down, the bum yep. cheeks. Yeah. Like, oh, pants yeah. ripping. Yeah. Natural body things. I literally like, saw a video of that, a girl, yeah, releasing things during a very yeah. heavy squat. That's what I'm saying, okay, man. Okay, like, so I'm okay. Like, let's not be such a glass half full <laughs> and let's just go, I could be viral on TikTok right true, now. True. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know that meme of the hot woman like walking through the crowd or whatever and then the guy's checking her out and the the girlfriend spotted the guy oh yeah 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 like it's one of the most used things yes on the internet or whatever yes 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 
That's happening for real now mm-hmm. in Queensland. All right. Now the new hot woman walking past the whatever is the Redcliffe Dolphins mm-hmm. in the NRL. The Brisbane Broncos is the girlfriend being like, "What are you doing, man?" Yes. And the the, the bloke having a bit of perv is the rest of Queensland. Is all of Queensland right? Yes. Because we're all a little interested. This brand new club for Coming. the first time in since the Titans. Yes. Was, I don't know when, but it was a long time ago. I think it was like yeah, early two thousands or like. Early. Really? I think so. I mean, years. I remember when they came. To, I am from the Gold Coast. I remember when the Titans were going to be entering the league and it was very contentious who you were going to support, the Broncos yeah. or the Titans. I mean, I shouldn't um, I shouldn't tell a story that ages me because you're already doing that enough yeah, on your own. But I remember when the Cowboys entered the competition <gasps> mate, in the 90s. It was in about 30 years ago. Don't age. <sighs> would games rude. even televised back rude. then? Yeah, on the, on the wireless. <laughs> On radio. Um, and look, the reason I use that that meme is a bit of a – to paint a bit of a picture of what's happening with the Broncos yeah. uh, is because overnight they have launched an advertising campaign, mm-hmm. which is very much pulling at Queensland, mainly Brisbane's, heartstrings. A little bit like, come on, we were your first love. Yeah, We're right. still here. They say things like, we're family. We're Trying a to one keep team the spark town. alive. <laughs> Yeah, I'm mm. going to play it to you right now. Okay. And I don't know, like I feel like there is a little hint of we're a little threatened by the Redcliffe Dolphins, the second Brisbane team oh. in this. But you have a listen and judge for yourself. Okay. Are you ready? This is a city with an unbreakable spirit. And the people that live here live life without limits. And this uh, little city is the jewel in Queensland's crown. This one horse town on the east coast of Queensland is a revelous paradise, a footy fan's dreamland. This city is a family, and families stick together. So you got to, like, in, like, I don't think the audio just does it justice. you got to picture their sweeping shots of Suncorp Stadium. Yeah. Close-up of Broncos players, close-up of fans and mm. stuff like that. But dropping lines of, like, we're like a one-horse town. Yeah, the F word, family. We are family. You don't break family. They basically said Ohana is family. Yeah, right? That's how serious like they saying, are. Like they're saying, if you have a little dalliance with the Dolphins, <gasps> you're cheating on your family. Oh, my essentially. gosh. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like the Broncos at the moment would feel like how I would yeah. if like a Hemsworth or something moved next door. <laughs> or just came into the room. Or right just now. was anywhere near my wife ever. I'd be like, don't forget, you got this steak at home, baby. <laughs> Cliffo and Bronte's winniest winners. Win, 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 win. This is a very simple idea yeah. that has come about. Very, very quickly. <laughs> very Some quickly. Some would say on the spot. Lightning fast. Yeah. yeah. On the spotty, but go with us. Yeah, please Mainly come, go with me. Come along on this ride. Thank you for allowing me to <laughs> run wild with this one. So I had an idea, right? Mm. Yesterday on the show, we put it out there and we said, has anyone won Macca's Monopoly before? Yes, yes. Because a lot of people are settling watching this McMillions doco. Mm-hmm. on Binge and Foxtel and all that about the Macca's Monopoly game. Yeah, the one over in the US that was yeah a little rigged. It was a little dodgy. Yeah. Someone played it, right? It's a whole other theme. Um, and the biggest direct winner yesterday we got yes. was a woman named, I don't know, I wrote it down, Sally. Sally. Okay, Sally won at Macca's Monopoly 
the barbecue pack. Okay, this is Sally's call to us yesterday. Uh, we won the Ziggy barbecue pack. Yeah, it was about eight hundred dollars worth. All the accessories, mm. um, a barbecue cover, yeah, and then some meat rub and spices. How good! So that's that's where we're starting this little game. Yes, Cliff and Bronte's winniest winner. And my vision is this, right? By the end of the week, yep. I would like to find Queensland's biggest winner biggest of all time. Of anything? Yeah, of anything. Like, and I'm not talking about um, like winner as in I've got my shiz together, yeah, like yeah. I'm winning at life, <laughs> look at me. That's great Like for I lost you. weight or yeah, something yeah. or do you know what I mean? Like I got rid of that toxic part of my life. That's great. That's a win. Yeah. <laughs> Actual. Tangible. Tangible. Physical, not physical because holidays are great prizes and they're not physical, but tangible. That's a great, great word. I want Queensland's mm-hmm. biggest winner of an actual tangible prize yes. by the end of the week. Okay, and we're starting at the barbecue pack. We're starting at a barbecue pack. Okay. Now, yesterday we did have a bloke ring up and he's like, oh, my friend yep. won a car. My friend won a car. No. Doesn't care. We need the the winners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so 131060. Right now, our starting point is an $800 barbecue pack. Okay. That was won in Macus Monopoly. Yep. Can you beat it? So, what have you won yep. in any competition at any point in your life that is valued more than an $800 barbecue pack? Now, my vision is this each day it will get bigger and bigger. Okay. <laughs> Till the end of the week when we have the biggest. And what do they win? You know what I mean? They don't win anything. (laughs) They've already won. They, like they, win, they win the honour of gloating. Okay, so cool. So essentially, we are on the hunt for the winniest winner. The winniest the, winner. The biggest winner in Queensland. Okay. So, and every day it gets bigger and bigger. I love it. Until, like, I want it to get to a point where we're like, what? You, you won you that? You won that? Okay. So I didn't even know that was a prize. Easy. We could beat $800, Easy, surely. right? Yeah. 13, 10, 60, winniest winner. Can you outwin an $800? <laughs> Barbecue pack, one in Macca's Monopoly. Are we going to start with Wendy? What did you win? Like, can you outdo the $800 barbecue pack? What did you win, Wendy? Uh, I only just can outdo it, but I named, um, I came runner up in naming the Backyard Burger also at McDonald's and I won $10 worth of McDonald's for the year. You won. Okay. $10 worth of McDonald's, did you say? Yeah, a day. Oh. oh. <laughs> so 10, ten times three hundred and sixty-five is three thousand. Oh, you haven't just beaten the barbecue pack. Oh my! You've scored three thousand six hundred and fifty bucks worth of free macas. Did you? So we're at three grand. Did yeah. you eat that much macas, Wendy? I I tried to. <laughs> we tried to. It's a lot of soft serves. We bought a lot of packets of cookies and put them in the cupboard. Good. Do it. That's a good win. Uh, Samantha's here. All right, so that's our new benchmark, right? All right, okay. I don't know if Samantha... Samantha, can you outwin this? Can you be our winniest winner? Like, what did you win? And is it more than 3650 bucks worth of Maccas? I'm not entirely sure, but I did win a three years' worth of gym membership. Oh, definitely on the other side of the spectrum, <laughs> from Maccas every day to gym. How did you win that? Um, my sister bought a bunch of flowers and did it in my name and I won. Oh. That's a weird prize for a florist <laughs> to give away. I don't think a gym membership would trumpet 
No. 3650 bucks worth. Unless it's like a very, very fancy gym. Of Maccas. But I reckon Brett might be able to beat it. Maybe. We'll see. Brett, we're sitting at about three and a half grand's worth of Maccas. What did you win? Uh, I was lucky enough to win the AFL Grand Final tickets down in uh, Brisbane for the first time. Oh, in 2020. Oh, for the sold-out game at the Gabba. Yes. Not okay, so that, that was a very embarrassing year for me and my wife because we bought flights and accommodation to go to the AFL Grand Final at the Gabba. Yeah. But we missed out on tickets. Did you? So we went down to Brisbane and went along to the carnival, like at the front of the Gabba and all that, then went to my brother-in-law's house to watch the game on his television. Oh, no. That's a long way to travel to watch a football game. Do you know the exact value of the prize, Brett? Uh, no, I don't. I feel like it'd be... It wouldn't be as much as that, though. <laughs> but as much as the Mac is every day? You don't reckon? Yeah. No. You don't reckon it would have been three and a half grand? The life experience and uh, going to it is probably better, but... <laughs> we said we what don't do want reckon? those kind of things, Brett. No. What are you, I'm tossing up, mate, because I'm thinking by the time you do flights, the accommodation, the, how many oh, tickets was it? Oh, true. Uh, two. Just two. Two tickets. Two tickets to a sold-out AFL Grand Final in Brisbane. You have to travel to and stay. So we've we've got three and a half grand's worth of Maccas mm-hmm. or the whole AFL thing. I'm look. Do we want to go around the room? Because I vote. I vote the AFL Grand Final thing is actually. It probably is better, more but... when you like, and it doesn't sound like uh, the ten dollars was used every single day for the match. No, she was stocking up on cookies. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Producer Alicia, would you like to cast a vote here too? I think we're leaning towards AFL Grand yeah, Final being the winner the for the AFL day. Okay. I'd say so. No, Brett. All right, Brett. I know you played it down, brother, but you've got it for the day, okay? Thank you. But good on you, Dad. <laughs> Yeah, Dad. Dad's a winner. Dad's the winniest winner for today. For today. So this is the idea of the game. Tomorrow, that's our starting point. Okay. And at AFL the end of the Grand week, Final we'll tickets. see how big we can get it. To the winniest winner. Yeah, it's the dumbest concept ever. <laughs> Alpha, Bucks. Alpha Bucks is back tomorrow, Wednesday, the 8th of February. It's worth a nice little $1,000 cash after 8 a.m., Bronte. A cool, crisp 1K. And to get you a step closer, we had a, a bad case of the Parsis on today's... We did have a bad case of the Parsis. ...competition. Hopefully um, it's not... Um, what's it called? Contagious? Shit? Contagious mm. is the word I forgot. Well, um, if you want a clue and you want the letter for tomorrow, it's kangaroo. Kangaroo. Have you ever eaten kangaroo meat? I have. It's a bit gamey for me. I haven't. I see it in the shops when I'm looking at my steaks. and I Very lean. It's good for you? Very good for you. Very high in protein and very lean on fat. Mm. Um, but just not, not nice for me. Okay, good to know. I like things that are more flavourful. Yeah, but you also like your steak cooked medium rare. Yeah, which you think is overcooked, right? Oh, disgusting. Ah, whatever. Go in. Go get your kangaroo. <laughs> K is uh, the letter kangaroo is your free answer for tomorrow's Alpha Bucks on Hit and Listener. That was the Cliffo and Bronte podcast.